0: Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another Word for Today with Ray. And before we begin, as usual, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks again today for your Word, for the way that we can look at it every single day and learn more about you. We learn more about your Son, Jesus. And Lord, we learn more about your ways and the ways that you want us to be in this world. So today, I pray that you will bless us as we study together this book of Galatians again. Teach us what you'd have us to know, and then help us, Lord, to live according to that knowledge. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. The title to today's lesson is An Allegory. It's taken from Galatians chapter 4 and verse 24. When we consider Paul's writings to the church members of Galatia, we should note how he repeats his theme over and over again. Paul is very concerned about these dear people following false teachings being presented by Judaizers. They taught that the law of God and its ceremonies must be kept in addition to receiving the grace of God through Jesus Christ. Paul saw this as a return to the varied law they could not keep in the first place. In Galatians chapter 4 and verse 24 Paul continues to explain his concerns with an allegory, where he wrote, Which things are an allegory? For these are the two covenants, the one from the Mount Sinai, which genders to bondage, which is Hagar. Paul begins, Which things are an allegory? Our first question might be, What things? The answer is the things that he just wrote. Paul wrote in verses 21 through 23, Tell me, you that desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondmaid, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh, but he of the free woman was by promise. An allegory is a symbol, type, emblem, or figure that declares or represents something else. For every New Testament principle, there's an Old Testament story, figure, or symbolism. Paul says that the two children born to Abraham through Hagar, his bondmaid, and Sarah, his wife, serve as types of the law and the grace of God. He continued, for these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai. Paul simply declares that these two sons are like the two covenants of God. He refers to when God gave Moses his law, or Ten Commandments, upon Mount Sinai. Read Exodus chapters 19 and 20 for more information about this. Paul said the law genders to bondage. The idea is that law has a proclivity to birthing bondage in a person. Like slaves entrapped and captured in their actions and behavior, The law has a tendency to bind its followers. In other words, those who attempt to follow the law are captured by the very law they endeavor to keep. Paul declares, this is Hagar. Hagar was the bondmaid of Sarah. And although it was Sarah's idea that Abraham have a child through her, Hagar was not a free woman. She was bound under the law of a servant, and so her child was also born under this bondage. Thus was the law of God. It isn't that the law was flawed, for it is not, but rather it was the recipients of the law who were in error. Because people could not keep the law, it had a tendency to bind, restrict, and gender bondage. Although it leaves us hanging in the middle of a thought, Paul notes this part of the allegory in this verse and will continue his thoughts in tomorrow's verse. For now, we shall be sufficed by thinking about the effects of the law. We must keep in mind that although Paul is writing these words, they are inspired by the mind of Almighty God. It is God who is using Paul to share with us the value of the doctrine of his grace. If we listen intently, we will hear the voice of God behind Paul's words, encouraging us to accept his loving grace and see the law for what it truly was the means by which we see our own sinful nature and look to him for redeeming grace. What an awesome God we serve and what a loving Savior we have in Jesus Christ. Paul the Apostle becomes an allegory himself as he shares the necessity for the truth of God and his grace to be known. Next time, Paul will tell us more about Hagar and how she relates to the law. So read ahead and let us join together then.